Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the owner and head coach at Straight Shot Training. On today's episode, we're going to review a study that examined how listening to different types of music can affect your workout performance. I'll also explain the intricacies of designing workout playlists for group training sessions and why I listen to different styles of music depending on what I'm doing in my personal workouts. So to start off, music is extremely important to me. I've been playing drums for 19 years, so that's actually almost exactly twice as long that I've been a musician than I have been a coach. So it's a huge part of who I am. I actually, I met my wife when I was playing a show with a band I was in called the Shackletons. I was the drummer at the time and she came to see us. I was 16, she was 17, almost 18. And so she knew me before I was a coach and music has always been a big part of our relationship. I always made her mix CDs and of course now I make her mix playlists since we don't use CDs anymore. So music is very personal to me. My, all of my siblings played instruments and we played in bands together. So it's a big part of my family. So it's a big part of my family growing up. It's a big part of my family now. And it's become a big part of my coaching. Anybody who's ever taken a class where you actually train with me in a classroom setting knows that music is a big part of my class. I, I choose certain playlists for certain reasons. I like doing themed classes with different music. I like playing the music that I like to listen to, but also that other people like. I like playing things that they probably haven't heard before. I don't like playing things that are on the radio all the time because I feel like they're overplayed and people typically don't want to hear the same stuff they've heard over and over and over again. They want to hear things that are going to get them motivated. So whenever I was looking at what motivates people and how music plays a big part in that, I found this exercise, or sorry, this this study done by the American Council on Exercise that studied why listening to your favorite type of music motivates you and helps you perform better when you're performing uh, endurance exercises. And this can be carried over into strength exercises uh, or mobility or sprinting or just about any type of exercise modality you could think of. The types of music that you like are going to have you performing better in that type of exercise because music is such a, a visceral connection to who we are. Everything from uh, tapping your foot when you hear a beat or swaying when you hear music. It's, it's part of who we are. And since functional movement is part of who we are, I see music as a functional element. It's, it's everywhere, especially rhythm. As being a drummer, rhythm is super important to me. Anyone who's been in my classes knows I typically drum on my stomach whenever I'm walking around coaching. And I'll be talking and having a conversation with somebody or coaching somebody, and I'll still be drumming just because it's... It's part of who I am. And whenever I am running, I find myself sometimes uh, trying to get match my my running speed with the beat, which is a good and bad thing. Sometimes it speeds me up way too much. Sometimes it slows me down. But I do see music as being kind of everywhere. And I, I really, really, really love it. And so that's why I want to talk about it today because it's another one of my passions along with coaching. So let's get into this study done by the American Council on Exercise regarding music selection. So one of the scientists who was studying athletes' performance while listening to music, his name is Carl Foster. He's from the University of Wisconsin. He says that you can go all the way back to the rowers on the Roman galleys. The guy's sitting there beating his drum and he drives the basic rhythm of the rowing. Part of that is coordination. You want the rowers to row together, but part of it is that people will naturally follow a tempo. It's just something about how our brains work. 
So those two scientists, along with several others, put together this look at exercise and music and how they work together by doing these three separate studies. In one study, they had cyclists uh, you know, on stationary bikes listening to music, and as they sped up the BPMs, the beats per minute, the speed of the music, as that sped up, they were looking at the power output on the bikes, what their wattage was, so how hard they were pedaling. And they saw that as the BPMs went up, the music got faster, the cyclist power output also rose. It was almost linear. The way that the music went up, the way that the cyclist output would go up. When you look at the graphs, it's kind of funny. I can just imagine the beat getting really fast and these guys just take off on these bikes. But it was, it was kind of there to prove that the beats of the music are going to subconsciously motivate you to go faster when the music is getting faster. They also did this in a non-athletic setting. They actually used it on rehab patients in an aerobics class where they sped the beat up and they monitored the heart rates of the participants and found that as the beat increased, that people actually started moving faster and their heart rates got up faster. In this case, they were actually saying, well, be careful. Don't play music that's too fast if you're training rehab patients or elderly clients because the music will actually increase their heart rates because, again, subconsciously, when you hear faster music, you start to move faster. But their third, and I think the most interesting portion of this three-study compilation study was their study on the effects of music on perceived exertion. So they were playing music, different styles of music. Uh, One of them was uh, like a yoga soundtrack. One of them was comedy. They actually used Larry the Cable Guy, which I think I would probably stop working out. No offense, I'm just not a huge fan. Uh, And then the control group was, or the control uh, portion of this study was they played like ocean sounds, something that wasn't music at all. It was just music that was there. The other portion of the study, they would play music that was self-selected. So they had headphones for each participant and they got to listen to whatever they wanted to. And what they were looking at was as they increased the intensity on these bikes that they were on, they were turning up the dials to make it more difficult and they were trying to keep everyone going at the same pace. What they found was that depending on what things you listen to, you actually feel like you're performing less work. So it feels less difficult. Your rate of perceived exertion how hard you think you're going is actually decreased. So you're putting out a lot of work, but it doesn't feel like you're doing that much work depending on what you're listening to. So the control group obviously was the control and they saw that there was a rise in perceived exertion as they were going on this 40 minute cycle uh, class they were doing. And then they compare that control group of those ocean sounds to comedy. Well, no surprise, comedy doesn't really help you that much. Some people might like listening to it when they exercise, but it's not going to help you as much as music. And I think it's probably because of its lack of, of rhythm or uh, the, the types of things in song structure that we get connected to that allow us to kind of calm down when we hear it. The next group, the yoga group, or the yoga music, I'm guessing it was kind of like, like an Eastern style soundtrack they were listening to. That was less than the comedy, so it calmed people down a little bit, but the problem was their their workout was getting hard, and I think when your workouts get hard and you're hearing yoga music, you're going to start feeling like, man, this, this isn't that much fun. I really feel like I'm working hard right now. 
when you compare those three things, the control group, the listening to comedy, and listening to that yoga soundtrack, when you compare that to the self-selected music, it's like people were doing half of the work. Even though they were doing the same amount of work, they felt like they were working half as hard because they were listening to music that they got to pick and that they, they liked. I think that part of the study is huge because it's showing that what you like is what's going to motivate you when it comes to music during exercise. In the conclusion of the study, one of the scientists said, the bottom line is that if you increase the beat frequency, people tend to go faster or work harder. By listening to music, people tend to enjoy exercise more because they focus less on their breathing and perceive it to be less taxing. Music can encourage people to exercise harder. I think that's awesome. As a coach, that's an instant way for me to get my class to put forth more work that's going to lead to more results by picking music that I try to make sure everyone likes. Now, obviously, you can't please everybody, but for the most part, if you choose music with higher BPM, so faster music and music that is fun to listen to and kind of memorable, that that's the kind of thing that can really make or break a class. If you have a soundtrack that your class really does not like, and I've played a couple times different songs that my class just was not feeling, I'll change it in the middle of a song. If it gets too slow, like if I have on a playlist that I made and maybe I didn't listen to one song several times through and I realized, oh, there's a kind of a breakdown in that song that makes it too slow, I'll stop that song immediately and put on another one to make sure that I can keep my class moving because that lull really can break your class. So, Let's get into a little bit about how I design playlists for my classes, depending on what we're doing. When it comes to designing a playlist, I'm looking typically for rock or hip hop. It's two styles of music that I really like uh, being a part of and listening to. I actually uh, produced some hip hop tracks for a while. Back whenever I was uh, 17, 18, 19, I used to produce some beats for some guys, and I really like hip hop music, so I like using hip hop in my classes. When I'm looking at making a playlist, though, I have to take some things into consideration. First things I'm always going to look for when I'm making a playlist that's going to have some hip hop in it is I have to have clean lyrics. I teach my group exercise classes in areas where we are exercising near kids' classes so they can hear our music sometimes. Uh, I don't want to offend anybody with the things I say, so I don't use coarse language when I teach. I try to keep a positive atmosphere to my classes. So I choose hip-hop songs that don't have... Uh, cursing in them, and I try to stay away from ones that are super, super suggestive or have lines that even when they're edited out, you can still tell it what they're saying. So I, I'm really careful about what I choose. Every once in a while, some stuff will slip in there, um, and that's whenever some of my classes will notice. If you ever hear me say, uh, 47 seconds left, like, well, if there was really 47 seconds in a class, would I say 47 seconds, or would I just wait till it said 30 seconds on the clock, and then I would say 30 seconds left? If I say a random number like that, or a random, doing great, keep going, that's typically because there's a cuss word or something in the song, and I'm trying to get my voice over it. So I'll get really loud during those. Every once in a while, if I know something's coming up, and I can't get it to really quickly, I'll just go ahead and change the song or turn it down. But typically, I try to keep those out of those playlists. I'm also looking for hip-hop songs with big hooks, so cool choruses, catchy things, uh, motivational lyrics, uh, songs that people really connect to, so they're kind of waiting for that chorus, and when they hear it, they start moving faster. I like comical 
uh, kind of uh, throwback jams. Not super, super old hip hop, but stuff in between like the early 2000s to mid 2000s. Uh, certain songs that kind of have a bit of a comical feel to them. Uh, my class thinks are funny, like when they hear Nelly or when they hear Ludacris, like songs that are are more lighthearted. Um, they really like to hear in that class. Uh, classic songs, so songs that people have kind of always liked listening to while working out, like certain Eminem songs, uh, certain Jay-Z songs, certain 50 Cent songs, again, edited versions, which are really hard to find sometimes, but anything that's fun or like a pump-up jam, people really like to hear in the class. Now, I know that not everybody likes hip-hop, though, so I put these things in there, and I try to find songs that they've probably heard before when it comes to hip-hop. I don't go into like the deep tracks of the kinds of stuff that I listen to when I work out, but I do try to find some different things that maybe they haven't heard before or it's been a while since they've heard. And if people really like it and they let me know that they like it, I'll keep it on the playlist. And if they tell me, can we change it? I don't like this song. It doesn't typically happen, but if it does, I'll find something different. I also use a lot of rock music, a lot of alternative rock. I don't do a ton of like modern rock. I don't, I don't really like modern rock that much. I like alternative rock, indie. I like punk music. I like grunge music, so I use a lot of that in my classes mixed in, which I know is a little bit different for group exercise classes, but I think it gives my class a little bit of a different feel when I'm teaching kettlebells or my conditioning courses. So for those, I'm looking for anything that doesn't have a lull in it. So rap songs typically don't have really slow breakdowns, but some rock songs, like certain Foo Fighter songs that I really like, have a bit of a lull in them. So I don't use them in my classes because at really, again, we talked about those BPMs and that controlling the intensity of the class. I don't want to have that drop. I want that intensity high when we're doing a circuit or something. So I'll typically keep those out of the playlist, even though they might have you know, really good choruses and really good breakdowns. If there's a really slow bridge, it can't make it into the playlist. I'm looking for songs that are motivational, so the either the uh, the chord structure is uh, kind of makes you. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm not so I can never read music. I still can't read music. Um, I can play drums. Uh, I'm I'm trying to learn a little bit of guitar. So, but I can't explain the music theory. Um, but I'm sure if somebody who knows music theory can explain this better. But certain chord structures make you feel more motivated, and certain chord structures make you feel depressed, and certain chord structures make you feel happy or remind you of certain things. So I try to pick songs that have these guitar lines that are kind of more motivational, kind of more memorable, uh, definitely fast, so keeping those BPMs up, and catchy guitar lines, catchy guitar solos, uh, no long drum solos as much as I would love to be drumming on my stomach during class. Um, nothing is going to be kind of a weird breakdown. I try to stay away from too much screaming because uh, that kind of gives a weird feel to the class or uh, anything too angry. I mean, a little bit of anger uh, is okay in some of the stuff that we're listening to, but when it gets too angry, it doesn't have, it has, gives a weird vibe to my class. So bands that I'm going to put on a playlist when it comes to hip hop, I'm looking typically Eminem, 50 Cent, B.O.B., Ludacris, DMX. They always typically make their way into my circuits and a clean DMX or like Dr. Dre song is like, you hear half the lyrics. Most of them are kind of blurred out uh, for rock Royal Blood. I love Royal Blood. They had a new album come out this year, and that is some awesome music to work out to. If you've never heard them before, check them out. It's just a bass player and a drummer, and they're incredible. Uh, Foo Fighters, anything that Jack White has ever done, so his solo stuff, the White Stripes, Raconteurs, Dead Weather, all of that stuff uh, has been on 
just about all the playlists I've made that are rock related for my classes. Queens of the Stone Age, I like those guys a lot. Muse, and of course, you heard him earlier in the intro. You probably heard me talk about him before. You'll hear him later on the outro of this episode, Roswell Kid. I absolutely love Roswell Kid, not just because I love the guys in the band, but their music is awesome and it's really fun to work out to, and it fits into the comical portion because their lyrics are pretty funny. Now, occasionally a holiday comes up or it's somebody's birthday, and I'll have a themed class. So, on our theme classes, I'm still going to make a playlist for those that kind of abide by those same rules that we talked about. But sometimes I'll throw things out just a little bit just to make it funny if it's someone's birthday or to make it uh, fit whatever the holiday is that we're currently celebrating. So themed classes that I've done before, I've done a Celtic themed class for St. Patrick's Day where we played a lot of Flogging Molly and Dropkick Murphys and the Pogues and like those uh, Celtic punk bands. Everybody always likes those. So typically around St. Patrick's Day for a straight week, we'll listen to those because people really like that. And it's kind of hard to play that the rest of the year. It just kind of sounds weird. Valentine's Day, we typically do love songs. Uh, that's whenever I like to get more humorous with them where like we'll be listening to something and you know, upbeat the whole class. Uh, still love songs, but kind of a little bit faster. And then our cool down, we'll listen to like A Kiss from a Rose by Seal or like Meatloaf or something. Something funny on Valentine's Day uh, just because it's it's supposed to be comical. Uh, then Christmas, I like using Reliant K has some really cool uh, punk sounding Christmas songs. Uh, other bands have done Christmas covers over the years, so I just typically look for those for those uh, playlists, and uh, we'll play those. I'll mix those into classes, so we'll have definitely Christmas-themed classes like the week before Christmas, but starting after Thanksgiving, I'll mix one or two Christmas songs into a normal playlist just to kind of keep people in that Christmas mood as we're going along. Halloween, I like using uh, things from uh, Tim Burton movies, or uh, Skeleton Breath, which is one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, it's a violinist, a bass player, and a drummer, and they make some awesome music. I like playing that kind of stuff around Halloween, but it is a little weird. So I typically maybe do one or two Halloween-themed classes. And then birthdays. I love celebrating birthdays in my classes. Typically, I only do a birthday workout that day, and I keep the music the same. And then I'll go in, and while we're working out, I'll ask, hey, so-and-so, what's your favorite band? Let's play a song from them. Or if I know the person well enough, I'll make a playlist for them before that class of the bands that I know that they love. Uh, last time I did a Christmas, a Christmas, I was going to say Chris, is Chris. I'm sure that he would love a holiday named after his birthday, but uh, my client Chris, it was his birthday and I knew that he liked uh, certain metal bands. So I found some songs that were more melodic and I don't like Metallica very much, but I play Metallica for his birthday. And then just to kind of throw it for a loop, just because he's a funny person, I threw in Arms of an Angel by Sarah McLaughlin. Now that was purposeful to really bring the mood down to, because I wanted us to be doing high intensity workout uh, activities to Sarah McLaughlin just because it was funny and it was Chris's birthday so everyone was was already laughing just because of his personality so um, that's an, an example of where you're kind of bringing a class together because of making the music so bad so typically uh, artists that they like and know is what's going to come up on your birthday playlist and if they have a request for their birthday they're like hey I really want to listen to this uh, like Pink Floyd one time I don't care for Pink Floyd that much and it was somebody's birthday so we listened to Pink Floyd so um, I like doing those a lot it's a lot of fun
So that covers what I play in my classes, but what I listen to myself when I'm working out is typically pretty different. I'll listen to some of those playlists sometimes, and I'll make some different playlists in between my sets when I'm working out. If I like a song I'm listening to, I'll think, oh, hey, that'll be good for one of my classes. I'll go ahead and do that. But my typical playlists for myself when I'm lifting or when I'm running is very different than what I play in a class because I like different things. I like some styles of music that people don't like so much. I like some songs that might have lulls that I don't mind having, but I know really slows the class down. And I don't care too much unless it's super offensive. If the songs have cussing or something in there like that, I don't mind listening to it while I'm listening to it. I wouldn't play in a class. If it's super, super disgusting, I'm not going to put it on a playlist for myself. But I can definitely listen to things that I wouldn't play in one of my classes. So when I listen to music when I lift, I like to listen to hip-hop a lot. Some rock in there, but mostly hip-hop. I like things that are more angsty. I like things that are still motivational but angsty, and I like lyrical hip-hop. So I'm not into trap music at all. I understand that people like it, and they like it for the beats, and they say, well, just don't, the lyrics suck, but the beats are good. That, I, I can't listen to that whenever I work out. I need things that are lyrical and have great beats and are motivational and are kind of angsty to get me pumped up for whatever lift I'm doing. So when I'm lifting... Run the Jewels is one of my favorite groups to listen to. That's uh, Killer Mike and LP together. They have three albums out now. All three are awesome to lift to. Apathy, uh, he's also part of Army of the Pharaohs and Demigods. Just about anything they put out. So think like hip-hop beats mixed with epic orchestra mixed with like super angsty hip-hop. It's, it's, it's really, it's it's an acquired taste for some people. I really like listening to it when I lift. As for rock, I really like Death From Above 1979. I'll play a lot of Royal Blood while I lift. I listen to Roswell Kid while I lift. Uh, Dead Weather, um, all those Jack White bands. Those rock things are typically what I play in the class. I'll listen to when I'm by myself. Or I'll make a station on uh, Spotify based off of one of those artists and explore some new stuff to find some new, some new hip-hop that way. When it comes to running, though, my playlists are extremely different than when I'm lifting. I like to be fired up and kind of angry when I'm lifting. I like to get lost in the music I'm listening to and listen to things that I can kind of uh, fall into so I don't have to think about running when I'm doing distance. So when I'm sprinting, I can't listen to anything because the headphones fall out. I, I can't sprint with headphones on. So anything below uh, like 800 meters... I'm not going to listen to music on, or if my phone's in my pocket, I'll just turn it, the volume up. So I'm running through a neighborhood, obviously, I'm not going to listen to anything unedited. Um, so I'll put on one of my, my kettlebell class playlists, put the phone in my pocket and keep it up, but I can't keep earphones in whenever I'm running that fast, uh, or fast for me. It might not be fast for other people. So when I'm doing distance running, typically I'm listening to an entire album. That's how I like to run. I like to listen to albums from Manchester Orchestra. Their album, Cope, is one of my favorite running albums. I also like Action Bronson, which is hip-hop, but with his beats and uh, his flow and his, his rhyme structure and stuff like that, uh, I, it lends itself more to running for me than to lifting. Glass Animals' album, How to Be a Human Being, is one of my all-time favorite albums, but also probably my favorite album to run to. It's one of those albums you can listen to 
the whole way through. It's got some slower stuff in it, but I just totally zone out when I listen to it, and I really enjoy running to that. I didn't even like Glass Animals before this album, so if you know who they are and you don't like them, I would suggest listening to How to Be a Human Being because I hated them until I heard that album, and it totally changed the way I think about them and totally changed my life, honestly, when I heard that that album. So I'm looking for things that are melodic. I like good beats. I like good drummers. I like textures to music or layers. So there's a band called Ratatat. They're actually probably up there with my top three favorite bands, maybe top five, somewhere in there. I'm, I'm just thinking of so many bands that I like right now. But Ratatat is entirely instrumental. Think Queen's guitarist mixed with hip-hop beats mixed, mixed with like classic video game soundtracks. It's it's a really cool sound that they have, and I've liked them ever since I was, I think I found them when I was 16. So over the past 12 years listening to them, totally changed my life. I love them. They're one of my favorite bands to see live. They're incredible. So if you get a chance to see them live, see them live. But they've got a huge catalog, and since it's instrumental, you can kind of fall into it. You can kind of think about things or not think about things while you're listening to them. And they have a lot of textures and a lot of layers to their music because they're they're electronic. And they do have some live drums in there, too, that I really like. So those are the kinds of things I'm looking for. If it's not going to be uh, all live instruments with you know good beats and, and catchy guitar lines and things like that, I'm looking for things with lots of textures or layers like Glass Animals or Ratatat when it comes to that sound they're creating. I also like the album flow, so I like having some faster songs and some more slower songs, but not super slow and not super depressing, but also have a, kind of like an emotional uh, a rise and fall to the entire album, the way that they put it together. Some bands are really good at it, some bands aren't so great at it, and so I like those albums that have really good flow when I'm running. So that's how I design playlists for my classes and why I listen to what I listen to when I lift versus when I run. But remember from that study that we talked about earlier, it's all about what you like. So if you like country or classical music or 70s funk when you're lifting, it's totally your deal. It's just like like your your biomechanics, the way that your body moves is entirely individual to you. Music is going to be the same way. So just because somebody else likes to lift to something doesn't mean that you need to. And that's why I'm always taking requests in my classes. And when people like something or don't like something, I like to change it up because I want to make sure that I can cast as broad of a net as possible to make sure that I am inclusive in motivating my class. So I would love to hear from you. If you can shoot me a message of some stuff that you like that you think I should hear, think, hey, he likes apathy and AOTP. He might like this person. Have you heard of this person? And I would love to exchange that with you. So you can find me anywhere on social media using the handle at straight shot training. Just send me a message there about music. Ask me a question about lifting. I'd love to just chat with you there um, about anything you want to, health, fitness, or even music related. If you want to know more about the Straight Shot Training program, you can head to straightshottraining.com for everything you need to know about what we offer with our subscription-based workout service. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. While you're making a new playlist on iTunes, if you can leave us a rating under the podcast section, that would be awesome. Have a great week, everybody. 